Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Extra Time, a web-only sports program from Radio New Zealand Sport. This week we highlight sibling rivalry in Super Rugby as the Franks brothers go head-to-head. We talk to Ricky Herbert about qualifying for another World Cup and we catch up with the football ferns at the Cyprus Cup. John Buchanan explains how he plans to take the Black Caps to the top of the cricket rankings and Bevan Doherty fills us in on his big win in the Topo Ironman. Plus we hear from the Black Sox at the Softball World Championships. The New Zealand women's football team is at the annual Cyprus Cup hoping to continue their recent good form. The side hadn't played since finishing in the top eight at the London Olympics, but they beat Scotland 1-0 in their opening match. The coach, Tony Reddings, told Barry Guy he's had the nucleus of the side together for a while and it's helping. Yeah, I think that that's going to be our strength moving forward is that the team that did go to the Olympics uh, last year were still pretty young. So the, 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 I guess the core of the squad have, have still got quite a few more years in them and definitely another World Cup and Olympics campaign and that's one of our strengths is that you know, we, we did well at the Olympics, we got to the top eight and we showed everyone we could compete with the best teams in the world and this group can keep working together and as they gain more years of experience and, and, um, and, and training, uh, we believe that this team could be a, a pretty strong force in 2015 and 16. So, so your success last year and pretty much having the same side together... Uh, you feel there is no need to uh, tinker in any way the start of a new era to change approach or anything? Yeah, what, what we've done is, I mean, there's a couple of things. We, we, we're investing in some younger players um, back in Auckland that we want to, you know, train and develop and push into the squad at, at some point to you know, really increase that competition for spots in the squad, which, which you need in, in a team to keep pushing people and pushing forward. But for us, what we've got at the moment is still a, a core group of younger players who have got a whole heap of potential that's been untapped. And they've made some huge strides, but the core of the squad is still 22-23, so they're, they're quite far away from their peak in football terms. And so what we're looking to do over the next four years is just develop a, a different brand of football from what people have seen and we would have played in the past. And, and that's just to be able to control long spells of possession of the game. And I mean, that, that helps teams in possession also and that means you're not defending as much and and today we took a real big step forward to that so we, we, like I said, we kept the ball for, for large portions of the game and then showed we were comfortable on the ball and we just got to keep looking to doing that against uh, Italy and England in this tournament and keep taking steps forward every time we play uh, Perhaps you and your girls could come and play for the Phoenix I think that's what they're trying to do isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, not, it's not easy it's not easy to do that. You've got to, it takes it takes a lot of work. It's the hardest way to play, and, and sometimes you have to take a few hits along the way. But I think if, you, if, if that's what you want to do, you've got to stay focused and true, and show some faith and belief in the players. And, and yeah, if you do that, eventually, I think it will pay dividends. So the younger ones breaking into the starting eleven, are they? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, the key, key for us is when we was at the Olympics, we still had some young players like Rosie Wyatt and Heather Wilkinson who were still 18 and 19 and Annie Lee Longo's who were 22. So, I mean, 
I mean, these guys have been in, in the fringe for a while now, so the squad has got a settled look to it. And, and today was able to bring Katie Bowen on the pitch from uh, our under-20 squad, and she's 18 years old. We were able to give Helen Collins, and she's played her first game for New Zealand. Um, so there's a new fresh player that came in. We had a new goalkeeper, which is not... She's not she's not young, she's in her thirties, but I mean still it's a it's a new goalkeeper in the squad and so there was a few changes today to what to what we've had in the past and um what we need to do moving forward is to make sure there's a real depth in the squad, like I said before, to really create that competition for spaces. But also when you're playing the tournaments and you play six games back to back, you're gonna need a squad to align and I think what we're doing now is starting to to form a lot more depth of quality in the squad. Is uh, what, what, is there a major event for women's football this year? No, they're not. This is this is uh, probably be our only tournament this year, and then we're looking to secure some fixtures against you know, some of the top teams in the world at some point later in the year. Uh, our next major tournament will be the World Cup in 2015. The playing tournaments like this, the Cyprus Cup, is is great preparation for us. So it's it's like a rehearsal uh, of tournament football where you've got to play back to back and. Um, you know, it was a quick turnaround of games and it was tough on the body and, and tactically you have to adapt very quickly to playing against the different styles. So we, we try and find as many tournaments as we can and this one's a great one for us to, to prepare for those big tournaments in a few years' time. And the football ferns also play Italy and England in their pool at the Cyprus Cup. Life without Ryan Nelson is underway for the All-Whites after coach Ricky Herbert named a squad for the next two matches in World Cup qualifying. The Wellington Phoenix captain Andrew Duranty has been included for the games against New Caledonia and Solomon Islands. The crucial match against New Caledonia is in Dunedin later this month with a win guaranteeing the All-Whites the place in the playoffs against the North or Central American nation in November. Barry Guy asked Herbert why he hasn't yet named a skipper. Yeah, look, I think, you know, the, the big job that Ryan Nelson's done over the last few years, I think it's really important to, to sit down face-to-face with the prospective sort of candidates and fully explain, you know, what what we're looking for and what we need. Um, and I feel that's that's important to do with the players uh, when we assemble in Dunedin. Just tell us about this, uh, these two matches and the importance of them. Yeah, very big. Uh, well, the first one up in the Kelly, if we can, if we can get uh, successfully through that, then, then that takes us to a home and away CONCACAF playoff later on in the, in the year in November. So um, really, really big. Um, you know, it's... We, We've got the foot in the door. We're three points ahead of them, so you know the ball's you know certainly well in our court. Are you thinking of changing your formation at the back now that uh, Ryan's not there? Uh, not necessarily. You know, I think we've we've played that way for a long time, and um, sometimes Ryan hasn't been available for for injuries, etc. So, um, but you know, as I say, the squad is building, and you know we're always looking to for different sort of permutations if we need it. Um, but I think with the inclusion of Andrew Durante and should that successfully get through FIFA, um, you know that's certainly going to add a, a, a good strength to the uh, to the squad's bow as well. Yes, a lot of New Zealanders, of course, know him through the Phoenix, but uh, playing in the All Whites would be uh, an interesting situation. You obviously see, you know, what he could do for the side. Yeah, very much. And I think when you look broadly across the world, Barry, you know, there's a there's a number of players that have you know adopted a, a country that way, and you know I think he's a He's a terrific player and I think technically very good. And, and one, if he doesn't play in the opening game because the regulations haven't come through in time, I think he's a, he's a great asset to have for the future for the team. You've got a number of players on yellow cards. Will that affect your selections? Yeah, look, uh, that's, that's, 
that's the devil you do, you devil you don't. I think the most important thing, Barry, is that we get out of sight that, that can be successful. Um, I think the yellow card situation is certainly not going to disappear, but we need to, to tread down that pathway very professionally. Um, and, you know, I hope that, you know, we can get through it unscathed. But, you know, there is some depth in the squad, and, you know, should we feel leading into the game that, that we feel comfortable that we can put a team out and perhaps leave some of them out, then that uh, would be up for consideration. Uh, you can seal this in the first match at home. Obviously, you know, you put a lot, a lot of emphasis into that. Yeah, very much so. You know, it's in our best interest. We're at home. Um, uh, the only issue, or hopefully it's not, that we wait for now is that players uh, return to New Zealand fit. So a lot of football to play over the next couple of weeks um, right around the globe for all these guys. So, you know, fully fit side coming back, then obviously the, the, the main aim now is to, is to win that opening game. A lot of uh, championships in Europe are sort of winding up. I suppose it's getting really tense for them, and it is perhaps a time where they're getting a little bit weary. How do you find managing getting those guys back and what they can do for you? Yeah, look, it's it's been the, the long age sort of um, issue that we have. You know, we can only hope, and I think you know the main players that are playing in the, in the bigger competitions around the world, it'll be a FIFA window anyway. So. Um, the majority of players certainly playing in the EPL will be off to play international football somewhere. So rest and recovery. I mean, uh, we try to get the players home uh, in the best condition that we can, um, put out the best medical staff and uh, rehab facilities that we can to them on their arrival. Um, you know, the training is not anything around sort of physical demands. It's around just, again, assuring them of what we're doing. And, uh, you, know, um, we, you know, we try the best that we can to right across medical sort of lines to get them back and make sure they're as fresh and ready as they can for the game. And you now just uh, fully focused on the all-whites, how are you finding that? Yeah, great. We're looking forward to it and um, you know, I've spoken to all the staff around the all-whites and you know, we've got all the information we feel we need and logistics were all done. We had uh, Brian Turner travel to uh, Dunedin on the weekend to, to make sure all the facilities were in order and um, so no, very pleased. Yeah, I imagine, you know, everyone likes to be in, in work, but does this make it easier or clearer or, you know, for you? Uh, probably no different, Barry. I've really enjoyed it, you know, when, when both roles were there. So um won't be any different now, mate. I'll be given that uh, the same amount of energy that I always have. That was Ricky Herbert talking to Barry Guy, and you're listening to Extra Time. To the Softball World Championships in Auckland, where New Zealand reached the playoffs but drew the defending champs Australia in the first match. The Black Sox pitcher Jeremy Manley was comfortable with his team's position heading into the playoffs. How do we think we placed? Um, we're right where we need to be. Uh, we're in the playoffs, so and we've got the two lives. So, looking forward to facing Aussie tomorrow. We've faced them off and on through the last four years in the states and on our tours. So, we're ready. The coach Eddie Kalassi said beating Australia was difficult, but not an impossible task. The key is to manufacture runs, to put Australia under pressure, and they'll be looking to do the same uh, with us. But it's to maintain relentless pressure on their, on their power pitches and put the ball in play uh, consistently. And, uh, you know, that's always been traditionally how we've played Australia, barring probably 09, uh, where they just dominated us in the batter's box. So, you know, we just need to revert back to type and uh, do what we do best and uh, just be tough outs. The Black Sox coach, Eddie Kalassi. The Franks brothers faced each other for the first time in Super Rugby when the Hurricanes hosted the Crusaders in Wellington. Ben Franks shifted from the Crusaders to the Hurricanes in the off-season to get more game time.
He'll come up against his all-black brother Owen as the Hurricanes hope to put two losses behind them, although both teams were yet to register a win in the 2013 season. Barry Guy asked Ben about the season so far and coming up against his former side. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be, um, I've said plenty of times, um, yeah, I've heard a lot about what it's like to play for the, against the Crusaders, so I'm just looking forward to, um, you know, experiencing it. But um, more importantly, I'm yeah, trying to uh, get our first win for the Hurricanes, so uh, hopefully we can do that this weekend. I mean, you've been close. I mean, is there just a little bit to get you over, do you think, to, to get that first W? Yeah, it's not too far away, and I think the important thing is we don't panic. Um, you know, 80% of what we're doing, we're doing some things really well. Um, but that, it's just that 20%, and that 20% is that last pass, um, just that last phase before you score in tries. Um, then when we did our review on the weekend, it was probably five or six opportunities of scoring tries if we had held the ball or um, the pass and stuck. Um, we could have had tries. So, um, in hindsight, you always look at things like that, but it's no good to you um, now. So, um, so the important thing, as I said, you know, keep positive in what we're doing well and try and fix that, um, that last 10%. And, uh, you know, those wins are going to come. They're going to come. The full pack seems to be playing pretty well, actually. You know, I think most things are going pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we're happy with the way the forward pack's doing. There's still things that we can do a bit better, but, you know, as a whole, like, um, the things that I suppose that that determined... um, Attitude and stuff like that. Like our defense in the weekend was, a, I think it was 95 percent. Um, you know, our, our stuff around the ruck and um, you know, the, the 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 key factors that you know symbolise, I suppose, um, uh, you know, attitude is there. So everyone's working hard. It's just yeah, it's just just keeping keeping positive and just keep working hard. And it's, you know, I, I've got no uh, got all confidence that it's going to come at some stage. Expect a bit of verbal in front row, you know, at all when you come up against uh, those guys? No, 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 no. No, none at all. Well, there wasn't much there when I played uh, with them, so I wouldn't expect there'll be any when we play them. They'll just be uh, heads down and working hard like they uh, usually do, and we'll be doing the same because um, it's a big challenge for us this weekend. A good one to come up against your brother? Yeah, yeah, it's always uh, good to come against the brother. Um, I suppose we come up against each other pretty regularly. And you know, rugby's a contact sport, so that's, that's what we do. So um, it's not as big of an occasion as uh, a lot of people think it is, but um, it'll be good, good fun. That was the Hurricanes' Ben Franks talking to Barry Guy. The current Test series against England gives the New Zealand cricketers the chance to restore their reputation on the international scene. After their humiliating losses in South Africa, the Black Caps' lowly ranking of 8th seems wholly justified, but New Zealand Cricket's Director of Cricket, John Buchanan, believes within five years they can threaten the top three. He told Stephen Hewson how they hope to bring the plan to fruition. What we're saying within our high-performance plan around our individuals, if you like, is is there a, a set of core playing skills that we believe, if we can have it, our New Zealand players, whether they be at a 19s level, an A level, but principally at our, our international level, our national team level, black caps level, if we can actually assemble a group of players that have a great percentage of these core playing skills, either as bowlers, either as batsmen, either as fieldsmen, or wicket keepers, or all rounders, and, and we measure those honestly and objectively against world's best 
we'll put together a group of players on that field that will make it very difficult for teams to beat us. And part of that is, is as I've always said, is, is that the initial thrust will be around short-form cricket because that's where we're most competitive at the moment. We have a Cricket World Cup in 2015 and while I'm sure we're going to run a very successful event here, the icing on, on the cake will be to see the Black Caps again performing exceptionally well, making semi-finals, making finals and yeah, hopefully a, a win in the final. Because that approach has led to sort of suggestions from people that New Zealand cricket has simply yeah. given up on test cricket. Yeah, yeah. no that, that's totally incorrect. What, I, what I'm saying is that the core playing skills, batting, bowling, fielding, wicket keeping, etc., uh, are about a set of observable skills out there that, measured against world's best, should be available to any player, whether they're playing T20, one-day cricket, test cricket, or at any stage during the course of a game. What I am saying about the short format of the game, though, is that at the moment, in terms of the way that we play and our, our depth of players, our skill depth, and where we're less exposed to teams of, of uh, probably greater abilities at the moment is in the short form of the game. And we have this Cricket World Cup, which I think is so important to, to, to us as a, a country, New Zealand, to us as a cricketing nation, New Zealand cricket, uh, but also so important to just uh, building up a, a momentum, a, a culture of success. Have you got a goal test cricket-wise as to where... New Zealand might stand. I mean, I don't think there's any thought that we're ever going to be you know, among the, the top three. In terms of the longer form of the game, I just still believe that we should be able to play within that top four ranking somewhere consistently over time, but it, it's going to take us maybe three, five years to get there. How difficult have you found it getting to that point or bringing New Zealand cricket to that point? Because a lot's sort of been talked about too of uh, the relationship of yourself with David White. I mean, yeah. how much of a battle has it been for you to obviously format and mm. get accepted this high-performance plan? Oh, look, it, it's taken time, and I've said a number of times, I suppose everything's going a lot slower than, uh, you know, I would like. Um, and I suppose there's a whole range of reasons for that. Um, if there was if there was only the one, uh, you know, then maybe that would be easily addressed. So it's just, again, I think uh, me spending more and more time uh, trying to get people to clearly understand uh, what this thing means, what, what high performance means. Uh, and high performance is not just about playing skills, core playing skills. I mean, that's one important element, but it is about a culture. It is it's about... Accountability. It is about honesty. It's it's therefore that breeds trust and it breeds integrity. And that's for all of us. And if we have cracks in that anywhere, all that does is is again ensure that things like a high performance plan are stymied. They don't accelerate at the pace that they should. And therefore, performance on the field becomes one of those outcomes that, uh, as you said before, a roller coaster. Um, we will get some highs, which are great, but we're going to get some awful lows along the way as well. So uh, what certainly I tried to do with, within the Australian cricket team environment was, was to, to not accept things should be cyclical, that, you know, because all that assumes then is that you don't have any control 
in a sense, over what your destiny might be. Well, I don't believe that. I just believe while we can't guarantee what the future will be, we can give ourselves the best chance of guaranteeing that, and that is about the right culture, uh, the right values, the right preparation. And, and again, coming back to people have to be quite accountable and quite honest in terms of what they're doing. Now, to do that, um, part of the issue will be that, that people actually have to understand what, what maybe intensity means, what real preparation means, what these words of accountability mean. So, so that's part of the role. It's about trying to educate um, everybody, whether it be administrators, whether it be coaches, whether it be other support staff and certainly players or players association about what it is that, that, that we mean by this, you know, and that takes time. I mean, that all sounds very common sense. So, so why are you struggling to get people on board? When, when you talk about these things, what is it that people find that they don't therefore like about it or, or you're finding that gets their back up? Can, can you give us some exa- examples? Well, if I walk into a training session um, and I look at a training session, I would maybe make an assessment that hmm, the way that this team or this individual is training is at a level which is is nice and comfortable, but in terms of us producing a better performance for that individual, both in-game and into the future, that isn't going to happen the way that they're going about what they're doing, yet that's basically what they know. So in effect you're saying they're going through the motions as opposed to trying to take the well, extra step or pushing yeah, themselves? Yeah. Well, knowing what that extra step is. We've just been working with a, um, our under-19 squad um, in Lincoln, and we, we're fantastic kids, you know, wanting to soak up whatever they can. But when I look at them, I'm, I'm sort of looking at them and thinking, wow, while there's undoubted talent there, the foundations in behind that, I'm, I'm wondering, wow, that's not what I expected at, at this point in time in, in your career. Like EG, if we, if we need to play spin bowling, you've got to use your feet, you know, so we want you to, to try to attack the ball every opportunity you get. You've got to leave your crease. We want to get to the ball on the full. Yet what I can see there is, and I can see it all the way through up into the black caps uh, and even into the white ferns, for some reason New Zealand batsmen very rarely use their feet. Yet that's the art of playing spin bowling. New Zealand Cricket's Director of Cricket, John Buchanan, talking to Stephen Hewson. The world's Ironmen have been dished out a clear warning. New Zealand's Bevan Doherty is coming. The double Olympic triathlon medalist stepped up to the full Ironman distance for the first time in his hometown of Taupo and promptly won the national championships in a record time. Doherty knew he'd be competitive after nothing but podium finishes in the half Ironman since switching from the triathlon after the London Games. He told Richard Wayne that apart from some rookie issues with nutrition, his impressive debut in the longer distance was easy. Right, well, it's a day afterwards. How's the body, Bevan, after this amazing accomplishment of yours yesterday? Uh, body's pretty good, actually. Um, yeah, I was, I was quite surprised I've pulled up all right. Um, maybe I'm still on a bit of a high. It was a fantastic day yesterday. It was, it was a lot of fun. It's a bit of a shock to you, isn't it? It's a surprise probably to everybody that you did so well in your first time in the, the longer Ironman distance. Uh, somewhat of a shock. I've always known that I, I could do quite well at that distance, but the way I train, it was no surprise. But I guess to be so dominant yesterday um, and uh, break the course record was 
pretty awesome. So I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I suppose part of it is that like Cameron Brown, the sly old fox, kept on saying it takes a couple of races to get the nutrition right, and and you may not have known about you know that side of it perhaps uh, going into this. Yeah, well, actually, I, I I still didn't get the nutrition right yesterday, and made a few errors there. So uh, it's great to know that uh, I can still make a mistake and struggle a little bit, and still come out with a good time like that. Certainly, yeah, made some mistakes and and struggled on the third lap of the run and would have uh, been a hell of a lot quicker but you know I uh, I can't complain to be honest uh, the whole race was quite easy up until um, the final lap of the run and I was just having some issues trying to keep the coke down I felt like I I wanted to vomit it up because of that I I sort of eased off on the coke and yeah because of that it it put me in a big uh, bit of a hole so I managed to fight my way out of it it wasn't pretty for a couple of k there but I had enough of a buffer to uh, work my way through it. I heard you actually had to sort of stop and walk for a little bit there. Yes, yes, I have to admit I I did walk for a bit. It's something I I need to learn to uh, just get get this nutrition sorted. And it was a learning race for me. And I think it's going to help me out in the long run and set me up well for Kona sort of won the race on the bike really didn't you although you cleared out on the run even with walking you're still what was it 10 minutes ahead of this this gentleman from Estonia I, I just felt comfortable uh, for the first seven hours I just felt really awesome out there and I've been doing some awesome training and I actually trained a lot harder than I raced up until that point so um, you know to, to get out there and, and sort of feel comfortable throughout it, it sort of set me up quite well I was going into the race quite blind and wasn't too sure how to pace myself. Because of that, I was lucky to have Marco with me and uh, I could just kind of key off his pacing for a while. It's been quite clear for some time that you were going to be very competitive in Ironman. I mean, you haven't been off the podium in the half yet, but of course this was the first full distance for you. Now, winning your first Ironman and the national championships in your hometown with, with a record, a course record, this sort of indicates you going to be pretty competitive don't you think <laughs> yeah no it's a it's a good start it's sort of put a warning out there to everyone and uh yeah I, I think a lot of the um other guys sort of knew i was going to be great at this distance and deep down i knew it as well but it's uh, I, I personally feel uh, actions speak louder than words and uh yeah i was happy to back it up with a good result of course, it's not all about pace the way that uh, the triathlon has become with the, you know, the British guys just being flat-track bullies, really. It's much more sort of tactical and, and endurance, and you've always been uh, one of the best, hardest trainers going in multi-sport. Yeah, there's so many elements to the sport, and it's not just the uh, most talented athlete that will win these events. You, you have to be smart, and you have to use some tactics. I guess I'm just lucky that... I'm such a strong swimmer and I'm pretty much good at all three disciplines and I can uh, race these races instead of uh, going out and, and making it a, just a solo time trial. Yeah, I could use Marco and key off him in the swim and, and have some company out on a bike and yeah, I, I, I sort of feel that this, this is the way that uh, the sport's evolving and it's great that I've still got a bit of that speed in my legs from the short course stuff. Now, I spoke to you after the Panama race, and uh, you were saying it was all about Topol. So surely now it's all about Kona and, and winning the world title in your first year. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's definitely going to be a big ask. A completely different course and, and certainly a, a far more 
talented field in Kona, I think um, I'm going to have to learn a lot. I really, uh, to be realistic, I, I think it's going to take uh, take a couple of years to understand the sport a bit more. But yeah, I'm I'm excited and uh, ready to rock and roll. And before he headed back to his family in California, Bevan Doherty tweeted, Fish and chips, tick. Mince pie, tick. Trout fishing, tick. Catch up with mates and mum and dad, tick. Win Ironman, tick. Achieved everything I wanted, now home time. Doherty's next mission is some more half Ironman races before Kona in Hawaii in October. That's extra time. You can send your feedback to sport at radionz.co.nz. I'm Ben Robinson. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.